Live from historic downtown Carlisle, Pennsylvania, home of founding father James Wilson, 19th century hymn writer George Duffield, 19th century gospel minister George Norcross, and sports legend Jim Ford. It's Iron Sharpens Iron. This is a radio platform in which pastors, Christian scholars, and theologians address the burning issues facing the church and the world today. Proverbs chapter 27 verse 17 tells us iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. Matthew Henry said that in this passage, we are cautioned to take heed with whom we converse and directed to have in view in conversation to make one another wiser and better. It is our hope that this goal will be accomplished over the next two hours, and we hope to hear from you, the listener, with your own questions. And now, here's your host, Chris Arnzen. Good afternoon, Cumberland County, Pennsylvania, Lake City, Florida, and the rest of humanity living on the planet Earth who are listening via live streaming at ironsharpensironradio.com. This is Chris Arnzen, your host of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio, wishing you all a happy Monday on this 6th day of March 2023. Before I announce our guest today and introduce him to you, I just have a couple of very important announcements to make. Uh, First of all, mark your calendars for tomorrow. I'm very excited to have back on the program, after a very long absence, Ray Comfort. Ray is going to be discussing his brand new book, So Many Lions, So Few Daniels, Living Without Compromise in a World in Need of Truth. And Ray uh, has been a individual, perhaps lately at least, more than any other individual, where people have approached me either by email, text, social media, or other forms of communication, and ask me, when are you going to have Ray Comfort back on your show? And, well, thanks be to God, tomorrow is that day, Tuesday, March 7th, 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern, and we hope that you join us uh, for that interview with Ray and have questions ready for him as well. Also, uh, if you are a man in ministry leadership, And I emphasize the word man because I know in this day and age there are many women who are inappropriately identifying themselves as leaders over men in the church and in parachurch organizations. And there are uh, churches and parachurch organizations uh, rising these women up to those positions. So I have to make it a point to say this is for men only. It's the next Iron Sharpens Iron Radio Pastors Luncheon, absolutely free of charge. On Thursday, April 13th, 2023, from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. at Church of the Living Christ in Loysville, Pennsylvania. Not only is the event free, uh, not only will you be fed food for free, and not only will you be fed spiritually for free, but everyone who attends this luncheon, going back all the way to the 1990s, leaves with a heavy sack of free brand new books specifically selected by me from major Christian publishers all over the United States and the United Kingdom who have been doing this for Iron Sharp and Zion Radio. And even before Iron Sharp and Zion Radio, because I started the uh, the pastor's luncheons when I was just a, a, an account executive for a Christian radio station before I had my own show. But 
Going back to the 1990s, Christian publishers have been generous enough to give me uh, 100 copies of a book I select from them. And uh, we have a lot of publishers who are continuing that tradition and new publishers joining that tradition. So every man leaving that place is going to have a heavy sack of free brand new books, excellent books, I might add. And the speakers are William Webster, uh, who is a Banner of Truth author, and Reverend David T. King, who is a PCA pastor at Christ Church in Katy, Texas. They are going to be speaking at the luncheon. And also, <clears throat> after the luncheon, which is at the Church of the Living Christ in Louisville, Pennsylvania, they are also going to be speaking at a three-day Bible conference I have arranged at a different church. Uh, that is uh, Bi Grace Bible Fellowship Church in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. And that is also absolutely free. And the theme of that three-day conference will be the gospel removed by Rome, rescued by the reformers, and rejected by modern evangelicals. And that will be uh, Friday, the 14th of April, Saturday, the 15th of April, and Sunday, the 16th of April. And if you want any more details on these events, send me an email to chrisarnson at gmail.com, chrisarnson at gmail.com, and put pastor's luncheon or conference or both in the subject line. And I would love to get you registered for these free events. Now, I would love to introduce to you our guest today, uh, for the first time ever, he is appearing on Iron Trump and Zion Radio, Scott T. Brown, who is the president of Church and Family Life and pastor of Hope Baptist Church in Wake Forest, North Carolina. We are addressing the theme, The Chief End of Man, Glorifying God in Your Body, Your Family, and Your Church. And we're also going to be announcing two major events where Scott is featured as a speaker. The first one is the Chief End of Man Conference, and the second is the 2023 G3 National Conference, and we'll be giving you more details about those events shortly. But it's my honor and privilege to welcome you for the very first time ever to Iron Trump and Zion Radio, Scott T. Brown. Chris, thank you so much. It's such a delight to be on your program, and uh, what a joy. Amen. Well, the joy is equally shared by me, and I'm sure our listeners and uh, I'm sure it will be shared by even the listeners that don't know you as they continue to hear our discussion today. And, uh, well, first of all, tell our listeners about Church and Family Life, where you are president. Yeah, Church and Family Life seeks to proclaim the sufficiency of Scripture for Church and Family Life. Uh, we focus on these two institutions. Uh, we would say that these are uh, the, the pivotal institutions that our Lord created for the spread of the gospel, for the equipping of a rising generation, for, you know, preparing children uh, by bringing the gospel to them, you know, when they sit in their house, when they walk by the way, when they lie down and when they rise up. So we, we, we focus on those two institutions that God created and that, uh, scripture is sufficient for the church. A scripture is sufficient for the family. That's our message. Well, praise God for that. And uh, you are having a conference uh, titled The Chief End of Man. And uh, tell us more about that conference that's coming up. 
Right. This is our national conference. It's uh, May 4th through 6th in Ridgecrest, North Carolina. And, you know, the chief end of man is to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. It's just such a pivotal principle. We're really excited about it. Some of my my favorite preachers are coming to preach, and uh, I'm really just thankful. We have it's an unusual conference in this sense. Uh, Whole families come. Lots of singles come. In fact, we had a singles pre-conference just before it uh, on May 3rd and 4th uh, there in the, the same location. But we have lots of single young people that come to our conference. But at the same time, uh, families are there li- listening to the preaching. It's a, it's a preaching conference. And so we bring, uh, you know, some of my favorite preachers in the world to come and preach there. Guys like Joel Beakey and Paul Washer and uh, Scott Aniel and Josh Bice and, uh, and, and others. We have a, we have a network of churches of about 600 churches. And uh, so we have the pa- pastors from our network churches also come and preach this conference. Yes. Uh, and I have interviewed many of the, 14 men on your speaking roster. That's a very large roster, uh, including I've had Dr. Beakey on the program. In fact, I was the first person to get the Joel Beakey on the radio <laughs> uh, back in the... No na- kidding. Oh, yeah. Back in the 1990s, the original oh, wow. the original denomination that he was in, the Netherlands Reformed uh-huh. Church, did not believe in using radio. Uh, so when I approached him for the first time, he reluctantly had to decline after meeting with uh, the leaders of that denomination uh, because they did not believe in using radio. They believed it was too Arminian to use radio. <laughs> so when he left that denomination and was one of the formers of the Heritage Netherlands Reformed Church, um, he quickly uh, took me up on my offer, was one of the five weekly speakers for a nightly program I created called The Voice of Sovereign Grace. And then later he got the Gospel Trumpet, his denomination's own radio program on that station where I worked, WMCA, an affiliate of Salem Media, which is the largest Christian radio network in the world. Uh, But I've also had uh, Paul Washer, uh, Jeff Johnson, Scott Aniel, and Josh Bice, and uh, others that are on your roster on the show. And I look forward to getting as many of those folks back on before your May conference. Maybe we could give it some more publicity. And That uh, would be great. So, uh, first of all, let me make sure our listeners have the URL for your ministry and the conference, churchandfamilylife.com churchandfamilylife.com and if you uh, click on events uh, you will see the information about the conference uh, this May 4th through the 6th. Now tell us about Hope Baptist Church in Wake Forest, North Carolina. Hey, could I just say one more thing about Joel Beakey sure. uh, and our conference? Because you, you brought him up. He's a treasure. At our conference, He's going to give a message. It is the chief end of man when you're a child. He's going to speak to the children. I just can't wait. Yeah, Paul Washer is going to speak really to young adults uh, and just specifically speak of, you know, the season of life, Joel Beakey for children and 
and then uh, Paul Washer for uh, for young adults. So I'm really excited about kind of the, this laser beam focus these guys are going to have. Well, anyway, our church, Hope Baptist Church, is a a 1689 church. Uh, it was founded about 17 years ago here in Wake Forest, North Carolina. Uh, the uh, I love this church. the The people at this church are very precious. They're very responsive. Uh, one of the things that has astonished me over the years about our church is we have a Wednesday night prayer meeting, and it's full. It's it's always been full. Uh, almost everybody comes. Um, I'm just so thankful for that. Uh, it's a praying church. It's a we do expository preaching there, of course. I'm just finishing the book of Revelation. Uh, I've been there for about two years, two and a half years. And uh, anyway, it's a delightful place. I, it's my favorite place to preach. They know me. They understand me and uh, are very kind to me. So that's Hope Baptist Church. Great. And if anybody wants to find out more about this wonderful church, go to hopebaptistchurch.info. HopeBaptistChurch.info. Last but not least, uh, the 2023 G3 National Conference is coming up. I am so thrilled about it. I've been going to every G3 conference annually, going back at least eight years now, I believe. And I have an exhibitor's booth there for Iron Trumpet Zion Radio every time I attend. And I am so excited about this lineup as well, which is also huge. Uh, Vody Balcom, Stephen Lawson, Phil Johnson, my friend Dr. James R. White of Alpha and Omega Ministries, Mike Riccardi, Justin Peters, Ken Ham. I think this is the first time Ken has spoken at a G3 conference. Owen Strand, uh, Josh, Josh Bice, who's the founder of G3 Ministries. James Coates, uh, the pastor and teacher up in Canada, who was arrested for simply having worship services open to the public during the uh, so-called pandemic uh, known as the coronavirus. Uh, my friends uh, Virgil Walker and Daryl Bernard Harrison, who are co-hosts of the Just Thinking podcast. And uh, I believe I already mentioned our guest today, Scott Brown, is on the lineup. The theme is the sovereignty of God, and it's going to be held September 21st through the 23rd. Do you know yet? Uh, what subheading your message or messages will be underneath that main theme of the sovereignty of God? Yes, I've been given an assignment to preach about teaching your children the sovereignty of God, and I can't wait to give that message. And by the way, Chris, you may not remember this, but the first time I met you was at G3. Oh, wow. Yeah, I can see you at at your book table, your your booth, and we had a brief conversation, but this is, isn't this such a marvelous conference? Oh, yeah. It's These my favorite. brothers, they're shaking, you know, they're really shaking, uh, they're shaking, I think they're shaking evangelicalism. But what I love about these brothers who preach is they, they really do believe scripture is sufficient. Amen. And they're bold, and they're bold, and they're clear. And I just, I'm just so delighted that they're doing it and that even that I can even come and 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 play a small part. Amen. Well, uh, if anybody wants more information about this conference, the G3 National Conference, 
which is held September 21st through the 23rd. That's a Thursday through Saturday in Atlanta, Georgia. Go to g3men.org, g3men.org, and you will be hearing more details during the commercials that they air during this broadcast every single day. And by the way, speaking of their ad campaigns with us on Iron Trip and Zion Radio, please, I urge you, if you have not registered yet, use the registration code G3ISIR for a 30% discount off the registration fee. That way, Iron Sharp and Zion Radio will get credit for that. They uh, at G3 will know that your registration came from our audience. And we want the G3 conference to continue to advertising with us every year, as they have been doing for the last eight or so years. So please, uh, everybody listening, uh, first of all, I urge you to register if you haven't even thought about it before because you don't want to miss this phenomenal event. People come from all over, not only all over the United States, all over the world. They're expecting 7,000 this year or more. And uh, register with the code, as I said, G3ISIR, which obviously stands for G3 Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. G3ISIR, and I hope to see you there. Please greet me at the exhibitor booth. Well, we have a custom on Iron Sharpens Iron Radio whenever we have a first-time guest, Scott, and that is we have that guest give a summary of their salvation testimony, including any kind of religious atmosphere they may have been raised in and how our sovereign Lord uh, rose up uh, providential circumstances in their lives that led them to himself and saved them. And so let's hear your story. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so thankful for the Lord Jesus and his mercy on me. I was a young teenager in Southern California. I grew up in Southern California, uh, there in the Orange County area. And uh, our family, my father's uh, father, my grandfather was a Methodist minister. He was a liberal Methodist minister, but So my family ended up in a Methodist church. It was the liberal Methodist church in Fullerton, California. And um, it it was, but my father became dissatisfied with what was going on there. This was the Vietnam War era. Um, You know, young men were going to war. The pastors were, the pastors were literally telling the young men to sleep with as many women as they could before they went to Vietnam in case they died. Wow. Uh, you know, I, I was in the junior high group in our junior high Sunday school class. We would analyze Bob Dylan songs. So uh, not a lot of Bible, a lot of liberalism. And But my dad, my dad took us out of that church and he, he took us to a Bible preaching church. At the same time, my dad was teaching school in, there in Fullerton with a man uh, who was a Christian, and this man invited our family to come study the Gospel of John in his house. So we would just read the Gospel of John. And I, you know, I was very young, and I, I remember those times. And then, you know, God was really working in my life during that time. And uh, then, um, it, you know what? It was like God was sort of pulling in a rope slowly. I don't know exactly when I was saved, I was saved in some season of time, you know, in my early teens. And I just, it just occurred to me, Lord, I'm here. I, 
I, I don't want to go any other way. And I, and then I was in high school and there was a big revival going on on my high school campus. Actually, Bill Bright wrote about it uh, in, in one of his books called Come Change the World. The drug revolution was rolling really hard uh, there in Orange County. And um, you would, you know, the effects of that on our high school campus were uh, remarkable. And so, but at the same time, um, uh, God you know, uh, sent missionaries from Campus Crusade for Christ to my high school campus. And um, they they were evangelizing. And they there was a tremendous harvest there. Uh, at the same time, what people call the Jesus Movement was, was launching, and thousands of young people were being saved in Southern California. I, I, I'm pretty sure it was the greatest revival that the United States has seen since the great awakening. Um, so many, everywhere you would go, people were arguing about Jesus. It was such a remarkable time. And I, and I, you know, I know there was a, a, re, a recent movie, the Jesus revolution. I've seen it and it just brought back so many memories. I was in all those places that are in that film uh, at Calvary Chapel, when you know, in, at the, the the little building they were in, and then in the tent, and uh, the baptisms at Pirates Cove, I was there. I saw all that stuff, and it was just such a remarkable time in my life. I, you know, I I left Southern California about thirty years ago, but you know, Southern California is the place of my salvation. But what what happened? What my dad took us to uh, a church where the pastor preached the word of God. He was an expository preacher and he really took me under his wing. And uh, I'm so thankful for that man. Uh, And he taught me, in fact, I was with him the other day. He's in his nineties. And I told him, I said, John, his name is John today. I said, John, everything I'm doing today has its roots in what you taught me, everything. And um, so I'm just so grateful for that. And he encouraged me to go to seminary. I went to Talbot Seminary uh, in La Mirada, California. I majored in history in college at Cal State Fullerton, and then I went to um, Talbot Seminary. And uh, there was a great harvest during that time in Southern California, and I was all I was caught up in it. What a what a wonderful thing for me. Well, praise God for that. And what were the circumstances involving you coming to discover and embrace Reformed theology? Well, I I kind of embraced a lot of Reformed theology and didn't know it. Uh, my pastor, my pastor loved Jonathan Edwards. Uh, my pastor preached the sovereignty of God all the time. And, um, but (laughs) there was, there was a moment I must've been, I must've been 16 or 17. He, he put a book in my hand called the sovereignty of God by A.W. Pink. And I read that book and I, I I read first few chapters and then I came to him and I said, this, this can't be true. God is not like this. He said, Scott, just keep reading, just keep reading. And by the time, you know, I got, almost at the end of that book, I, I, I realized I, 
I didn't really know a God that was so sovereign. And since then, you know, of course, that doctrine has been such a, a sweetness and such a help in every every stage of my life. And uh, so I think that that was really the beginning. But it wasn't it wasn't really until uh, the mid 90s. I was part of planting a church here in Wake Forest. And um, I was. I, I I read a book uh, by uh, David Wells called God of the Wasteland. And our church was, you know, very enmeshed into the seeker-sensitive movement. And I I realized what, I think I realized what was happening uh, to the church as, as a result of really rejecting sound doctrine. And I ended up reading the Puritans. And that was when things really became clear to me. Uh, about reform theology, I think that was deepened, you know, during the mid and, and late 1990s for me. I know of at least two pastors who trace their conversion over to belief in the doctrines of sovereign grace, aka reform theology, aka Calvinism, by reading A.W. Pink's book. <clears throat> Uh, the sovereignty of God, mm. and on both of those occasions, uh, the men first hated what they were reading, and on both of those occasions, <laughs> described how they threw the book across the room, and then later, <laughs> and then later became overwhelmed with curiosity to go search for the book. At one one time, uh, one of the men said, crawling underneath a a bed filled with dust on the floor and searching through the dust bunnies to find the book. And they, they, they both they both came from the point of hating what, what Pink was saying to the point of loving and proclaiming and declaring what Pink was saying. And whenever I visit a, an Arminian pastor and I glance over at his bookshelf and see things by, written by A.W. A. Pink there, I always grin and think to myself, oh, it won't be long now. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I have I've given that book away so many times. Hey, I, you know, when some a young man or woman comes to me and says, what do I need to do to prepare for marriage? The first thing that comes to mind is you must read A.W. Pink so that you won't be wringing your hands for the rest of your life with your spouse and the things that happen to you. It's, it's one of the most helpful preparation tools uh, for young people for marriage. Amen. But well, we have to go to our first break right now. If you have a question for Pastor Scott T. Brown, our email address is chrisarnzen at gmail.com, C-H-R-I-S-A-R-N-Z-E-N at gmail.com. Our theme is the chief end of man, glorifying God in your body, your family, and your church. But we will, since uh, Pastor Brown is a pastor, we will welcome other questions that involve uh, pastoral counsel and advice. Uh, Please give us your first name, city and state, and country of residence. And if it is an anonymous question you intend to send, make sure it is a question that is personal and private. If it's not personal and private, please at least give us your first name, city and state, and country of residence. 
The email address again is chrisarnzen at gmail.com, C-H-R-I-S-A-R-N-Z-E-N at gmail.com. Don't go away. We're going to be right back with Scott T. Brown and the chief end of man, glorifying God in your body, your family, and your church, right after these messages from our sponsors. James White of Alpha Mega Ministries here. I'm very excited to announce that my longtime friend Chris Arnson of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio and I are heading down to Atlanta, Georgia again for the G3 National Conference. That's Thursday, September 21st through Saturday the 23rd on a theme that I have been preaching, teaching, writing about, and defending in live public debates for most of my life, the sovereignty of God. I'll be joined on the speaking roster by Steve Lawson, Vody Balcom, Paul Washer, Virgil Walker, Scott Aniel, and Josh Bice, founder of G3 Ministries. And there's more great news. Chris Arnson of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio can get you a 30% discount off the registration fee. Go to g3min.org, that's g3min.org, and enter promo code G3ISIR. That's G3ISIR for the 30% discount. Chris Arnson and I look forward to seeing you all Thursday, September 21st through Saturday the 23rd for the G3 National Conference in Atlanta, Georgia on the Sovereignty of God. Make sure you stop by the Iron Sharpens Iron Radio Exhibitor booth and say hi to Chris Arnson while you're there. Go to g3min.org and enter promo code G3ISIR for your 30% discount off the registration fee. President of the SecureCom Group and an enthusiastic supporter of Chris Arnzen's Iron Sharpens Iron radio program. The SecureCom Group provides the highest level of security, closed-circuit television, access control, and communication systems for Manhattan's top residential buildings, as well as churches, commercial properties, municipalities, and more. We custom install exactly what you need to protect yourself, including digital recording, off-site viewing, and connectivity from most smart devices. From simple code-activated systems to the latest technology using facial recognition, the SecureCom Group has it. We also provide the latest in intercom and IP telephone systems. In addition, we provide superior networking platforms. We'll create, maintain, and secure your local network. Whether it's a Wi-Fi or hardwire network, we'll implement the latest secured firewall, endpoint solutions, and cloud backup. I would love to have the honor and privilege of helping protect the lives and property of Iron Sharpens Iron radio listeners and their associates. For more details on how the SecureCom Group may be of service to you with the very latest in security innovations, call 718-353-3355. That's 718-353-3355. Or visit securecomgroup.com. That's securecomgroup.com. 
This is Brian McLaughlin of the Securecom Group, joining Chris Arnzen's family of advertisers to keep Iron Sharpens Iron Radio on the air. Puritan Reformed is a Bible-believing, kingdom-building, devil-fighting church. We are devoted to upholding the apostolic doctrine and practice preserved in Scripture alone. Puritan Reformed teaches men to rule and lead as image-bearing prophets, priests, and kings. We teach families to worship together as families. Puritan is committed to teaching the whole counsel of God so that the earth will be filled with the knowledge of God as the waters cover the sea. We sing the Psalms, teach the law, proclaim the gospel, make disciples, maintain discipline, and exalt Christ. This is Pastor David Reese of Puritan Reformed in Phoenix, Arizona. Join us in the glorious cause of advancing Christ's crown and covenant over the kings of the earth. Puritan Reformed Church. Believe. Build. Fight. PuritanPHX.com Prince of Preachers, Charles Haddon Spurgeon once said, Growing a beard is a habit most natural, scriptural, manly, and beneficial. Grace and peace to all the Iron Sharpens Iron listeners. This is Tony with TheStandardBeardCare.com. Try TheStandardBeardCare.com is a Christ-exalting, better-known and simple name in beard care. So if you have a beard, know a guy with a beard, or ladies, if you're married to a man with a beard, head over to TheStandardBeardCare.com. Check out the vast array of all-natural, handcrafted products to make that beard scriptural, manly, and beneficial. And when you do so, you will help to support Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. When you use the promo code IRON at checkout, you will receive free shipping to anywhere in the lower 48, and 10% of your donations will go back to Chris Arnson and Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. So head over to the standardbeardcare.com, where the standard is the standard. Dr. Joseph Piper, President Emeritus and Professor of Systematic and Applied Theology at Greenville Presbyterian Theological Seminary. Every Christian who's serious about the Reformed faith and the Westminster Standards should have and use the eight-volume commentary on the theology and ethics of the Westminster Larger Catechism titled Authentic Christianity by Dr. Joseph Moorcraft. It is much more than an exposition of the Larger Catechism, It is a thoroughly researched work that utilizes biblical exegesis as well as historical and systematic theology. Dr. Moorcraft is pastor of Heritage Presbyterian Church of Cumming, Georgia, and I urge everyone looking for a biblically faithful church in that area to visit that fine congregation. For details on the eight-volume commentary, go to westminstercommentary.com, westminstercommentary.com, For details on Heritage Presbyterian Church of Cumming, Georgia, visit heritagepresbyterianchurch.com, heritagepresbyterianchurch.com. Please tell Dr. Moorcraft and the saints at Heritage Presbyterian Church of Cumming, Georgia, that Dr. Joseph Piper of Greenville Presbyterian Theological Seminary sent you.
Iron Sharpens Iron Radio first launched in 2005, the publishers of the New American Standard Bible were among my very first sponsors. It gives me joy knowing that many scholars and pastors in the Iron Sharpens Iron Radio audience have been sticking with or switching to the NASB. This is Daryl Bernard Harrison, co-host of the Just Thinking Podcast, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Tom Buck of First Baptist Church in Lindell, Texas, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Kent Keller of Faith Bible Church in Sharpsburg, Georgia, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Andrew Rappaport, the founder and executive director at Striving for Eternity Ministries, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Mark Romaldi, pastor of Sovereign Grace Church of Greenbrier, Tennessee, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Christopher Cookston, pastor of Prineville Community Church in Prineville, Oregon, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Matt Tarr, pastor of High Point Baptist Church in Larksville, Pennsylvania, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. Here's a great way for your church to help keep Iron Sharpens Iron Radio on the air. Pastors, are your pew Bibles tattered and falling apart? Consider restocking your pews with the NASB. And tell the publishers you heard about them from Chris Arnzen on Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. Go to nasbible.com. That's nasbible.com to place your order. Getting a driver's license, running a cash register, flipping burgers, passing sixth grade. Do you know what they all have in common? They all require training, assessments, and certifications. But do you know what requires no training at all? Becoming a parent. My name is A.M. Brewster. I'm the president of Truth Love Parent and host of its award-winning podcast. I've been a biblical family counselor since the early 2000s. And what I've discovered is that the majority of Christian parents have never been biblically equipped to do the work of the ministry in their homes. That's why Truth Love Parent exists. We serve God by equipping dads and moms to be the ambassador parents God called and created them to be. We produce free parenting resources, train church leaders, and offer biblical counseling so that the next generation of dads and moms can use the scriptures to parent their children for life and godliness. Please visit us at truthloveparent.com. James White of Alpha and Omega Ministries here. If you've watched my Dividing Line webcast often enough, you know I have a great love for getting Bibles and other documents vital to my ministry rebound to preserve and ensure their longevity. And besides that, they feel so good. I'm so delighted I discovered Post Tenebris Lux Bible Rebinding. No radio ad will be long enough to sing their praises sufficiently, but I'll give it a shot. Jeffrey Rice of Post Tenebris Lux is a remarkably gifted craftsman and artisan. All his work is done by hand from the cutting to the pleating of corners to the perimeter stitching. Jeffrey uses the finest in buttery soft imported leathers in a wide variety of gorgeous colors like the turquoise goat skin tanned in Italy used for my Nessie All in 28th edition with a navy blue goat skin inside liner and the electric blue goat skin from a French tannery used to rebind a Reformation study Bible I used as a gift. The silver gilding he added on the page edges has a stunning mirror finish resembling highly polished chrome. 
Jeffrey will customize your rebinding to your specifications and even emboss your logo into the leather, making whatever he rebinds a -a one-of-a-kind work of art. For more details on post-Tenebrous Lux Bible Rebinding, go to ptlbiblerebinding.com. That's ptlbiblerebinding.com. Welcome back. This is Chris Arnson of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. Our guest today, if you just tuned us in, is Scott T. Brown, president of the Church and Family Life and pastor at Hope Baptist Church of Wake Forest, North Carolina. We are discussing... The Chief End of Man, Glorifying God in Your Body, Your Family, and Your Church. We're also announcing and promoting the Chief End of Man Conference and the 2023 G3 National Conference, and we'll remind you about those two important events later on. Uh, Pastor Brown, the Chief End of Man, obviously anybody who is Reformed will immediately recognize that phrase from the Shorter Catechism. The first question of the shorter catechism, what is the chief end of man? And the answer is to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. Uh, it seems that many of our Reformed folks, our fellow Reformed Christians, forget about the enjoying part. <laughs> but uh, tell us about uh, specifically what the phrase means, glorifying God. Well, it's interesting uh I, I was just recently reading Fisher's Catechism, and uh, Fish, Fisher's Catechism talks about uh, these these two things in the same way that the Westminster does. But uh, you talked about in, enjoying God, and in Fisher's Catechism, uh, uh, the author authors make it make it clear that man's True happiness comes in glorifying God, and, and man cannot be truly happy unless he is glorifying God. And so, uh, glorifying God and enjoying Him forever is really the essence of what it means to be a human being, to be made in the image of God, and to function under God's government. You know, God shows us how to live; He teaches us how to function in the world. And and this question in the catechism is so pivotal because it helps you to understand how to function in every part of your life during every season of your life, in every circumstance, trial, difficulty in your life. Uh, it's sort of the heart of the Christian life. Amen. And uh, specifically... Uh, the body, one's own body. Uh, tell us some ways in which we as Christians not only do uh, glorify God with our bodies, but also, more importantly, why we must glorify God with our bodies. I would start with the proposition that God gives us bodies that are eternal. Our our physical bodies are eternal in nature and uh the bible makes it very clear that our bodies will be raised up on the last day and um our our bodies will be raised up either to eternal life or to eternal damnation so what we do in the body 
determines everything about our eternity. Uh, God puts us in these vessels called, called bodies and they are the, they are the ways that God glorifies himself in the world. He does it through bodies. So, uh, the importance of the body, you know, cannot be underestimated. Uh, I think mo- many Christians don't understand that God will raise up their body and it will be their body that will exist either in heaven or hell in hell to be tormented everlastingly or in heaven to find the pleasures of God uh, unending for all eternity. I, so I think I would start there. Uh, why, why do you have, you been given a body and you've been given a body because it is the instrument that God has ordained for you to function in the world. And there is a term that you will very often hear uh, Christians uh, cite uh, that the body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. If you could be uh, more specific in detail about what exactly that means. Right. The the body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. It's uh, we we are not disembodied spirits. The Holy Spirit uh, fills the believer and and animates the mind in that body, the emotions, the whole being. Uh, so the, the body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. It's the it's the uh, it's the uh, vessel in which the Holy Spirit resides. Uh, the spirit embodies a physical being and, uh, you know, everything about us really arises out of, uh, the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. It animates our bodies. And of course we have all heard, uh, from the rants of God hating feminists when they are demanding a so-called right to murder a baby within their wombs, they will say uh, in uh, very often a chant or they will have it emblazoned on signs and T-shirts, my body, my choice. Now, obviously, there is a certain realm under which uh, or in which that is a true statement. We as Christians who view our bodies as vessels of the Holy Spirit. We do not believe a government should insist and mandate that we inject poisons into our bodies, as we have seen uh, has been the demand of governments in regard to the untested, uh, unthoroughly tested coronavirus vaccines. Uh, And there are physicians and scientists who have been warning people not to take those vaccines, including my own physician. Uh, And we could go on with a list of things that uh, we know that we do have a level of sovereignty over our own bodies. But ultimately, our bodies belong to God. And uh, we have to make sure that we differentiate those levels of importance carefully, don't we? Right. And we happen to live in a time where there are many, many people who 
have come to despise their bodies. Then uh, this really brings us to the whole matter of uh, the transsexual and the homosexual revolution. And we have people who say, uh, I was, uh, my bo- I, I was born in the wrong body. And I read a book a few years ago by Nancy Piercy called love thy body. And Christians actually are called to have a particular kind of appreciation and love for their body. A man is made as male and female. And um, uh, God, God ordained our bodies as male and female, and it's something that we ought to praise God for and not reject uh, the, the sex that God has created us. And this, this remarkable delusion that's fallen upon the world regarding uh, sexuality is I, I just can't understand how people have uh, gone to such depths of depravity and confusion and delusion uh, to not recognize that God gave them either the body of a male or the body of a female. So I think we li- we live in an era where God's ordaining the body is despised. And I think that it's really a, just a fundamental despising of God and God's sovereignty in creating you to be who he designed you to be. Amen. Yes, we cannot uh, choose to mutilate ourselves thinking we are changing our gender, no matter what we uh, may uh, imagine uh, that would be, uh, even though we know in reality we can never change our genders. Uh, we have the gender that God created us with, and no matter how we change the appearance of that body, uh, it is still the gender in which we were born. And uh, it is uh, it reaches the level of satanic activity when Amen. school systems and school boards and teachers think that they have a higher right over your children's body than you do and even can uh, and do in some areas uh, have the process of so-called transgender uh, assistance uh, begin in the youngest of children, uh, whether it has to do with... uh, chemicals and medications and so on, uh, and then even eventually uh, surgery. There are people who actually have the audacity uh, and the arrogance to think that they have the right to have children, even prepubescent children involved in such things, apart from the knowledge and approval of the parents. It's it's so astonishing to see that happening. And uh, it's nothing. It's nothing less than just the hatred of God. You know, I read a couple of weeks ago a survey, which was proclaiming that sixty percent of high school students in America have contemplated suicide in twenty twenty one. And when you, when you hate God's design, you begin to hate yourself. And I think that's why we do see a skyrocketing suicides particularly among the young. I'm sure there are several drivers, but 
I think one of them is just a dissatisfaction for the creation order. When we return from the midway break, I want you to, uh, before we move on to the next uh, level or the next area of how we glorify God, and that would be the family, in the family, uh, I want to continue a little bit more on the body, uh, even some everyday practical things uh, that Christians should and even must do with their own bodies that glorify God or to glorify God. And if anybody has any questions on this issue, send your emails to chrisarnson at gmail.com. Give us your first name at least, your city and state, and your country of residence. Only remain anonymous if your question involves a personal and private matter. That's chrisarnson at gmail.com, C-H-R-I-S-A-R-N-Z-E-N at gmail.com. Give us your first name at least, your city and state, and your country of residence. So don't go away. We're going to be right back after these messages from our sponsors with more with Scott T. Brown and how we should glorify God in our bodies, families, and churches. Don't go away. We'll be right back. James White of Alpha Mega Ministries here. I'm very excited to announce that my longtime friend Chris Arnson of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio and I are heading down to Atlanta, Georgia again for the G3 National Conference. That's Thursday, September 21st through Saturday the 23rd on a theme that I've been preaching, teaching, writing about, and defending in live public debates for most of my life, the sovereignty of God. I'll be joined on the speaking roster by Steve Lawson, Vody Balcom, Paul Washer, Virgil Walker, Scott Annual, and Josh Bice, founder of G3 Ministries. And there's more great news. Chris Arnson of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio can get you a 30% discount off the registration fee. Go to g3min.org, that's g3min.org, and enter promo code G3ISIR. That's G3ISIR for the 30% discount. Chris Arnson and I look forward to seeing you all Thursday, September 21st through Saturday the 23rd for the G3 National Conference in Atlanta, Georgia on the Sovereignty of God. Make sure you stop by the Iron Sharpens Iron radio exhibitor booth and say hi to Chris Arnson while you're there. Go to g3min.org and enter promo code G3ISIR for your 30% discount off the registration fee. host of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio, I frequently get requests from listeners for church recommendations. A church I've been strongly recommending as far back as the 1980s is Grace Covenant Baptist Church in Flemington, New Jersey, pastored by Alan Dunn. Grace Covenant Baptist Church believes it's God's prerogative to determine how He shall be worshipped and how He shall be represented in the world. 
They believe churches need to turn to the Bible to discover what to include in worship and how to worship God in spirit and truth. Grace Covenant Baptist Church endeavors to maintain a God-centered focus, reading, preaching, and hearing the Word of God, Singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, baptism, and communion are the scriptural elements of their corporate worship, performed with faith, joy, and sobriety. Discover more about Grace Covenant Baptist Church in Flemington, New Jersey at gcbcnj.squarespace.com. That's gcbcnj.squarespace.com. Or call them at 908 908- Nine nine six seven six five four. That's nine zero eight nine nine six seven six five four. Tell Pastor Dunn that you heard about Grace Covenant Baptist Church on Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. sharpens iron radio one of the best ways you can help keep the show on the air is by supporting our advertisers one such faithful advertiser who really believes in what chris arnton is doing is daniel p patafuco serious injury lawyer and christian apologist dan is the president and founder of the historical bible society their mission to foster belief in the credibility of scripture as the written word of god They go to various churches, schools, and institutions to publicly display a rare collection of biblical texts, along with a fascinating presentation by Mr. Butterfuco demonstrating the reliability of Scripture. To advance the cause of the gospel, they created a beautiful, perfect facsimile of the genealogy of Jesus Christ from the original engravings contained in a first edition 1611 King James Bible. This 17th century hand-engraved chart shows the family tree of Jesus Christ going back to Adam and Eve. This book is complete with gorgeous full-size illustrations of Noah's Ark and the Tower of Babel and an explanation of why the genealogy of Jesus is so important for his claims to the throne of the universe. Originals of this work are in museums and nobody has ever made it accessible to the public in a large book form before. You can have your own copy of this 44-page genealogy book for a donation of $35 or more. Visit historicalbiblesociety.org. That's historicalbiblesociety.org. Thanks for helping to keep Iron Sharpens Iron Radio on the air. Hi, I'm Buzz Taylor. Chris Arnzen of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio has had a long-time partnership with our friends at CVBBS, which stands for Cumberland Valley Bible Book Service. They specialize in supplying Reformed and Puritan books and Bibles at discount prices that make them affordable for everyone. CVBBS has been a family-owned book service since 1987, operating out of Carlisle, Pennsylvania. They seek to bring you the best available Christian books and Bibles at the best possible prices. Unlike other book sites, they make no effort to provide every book that is available or popular because, frankly, much of what is being printed is not worth your time. That means you can get to the good stuff faster. 
It also means you don't have to worry about being assaulted by the pornographic, heretical, and otherwise faith-insulting materials promoted by the secular book vendors. Browse the pages at ease, shop at your leisure, and purchase with confidence at Cumberland Valley Bible Book Service. Order online at cvbbs.com. That's cvbbs.com. Or you can order by phone at 1-800-656-0231. That's 1-800-656-0231. Please let our friends at CVBBS know that you heard about them on Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. Pastor Bill Sasso, Grace Church at Franklin, here in the beautiful state of Tennessee. Our congregation is one of a growing number of churches who love and support Iron Sharpens Iron Radio financially. Grace Church at Franklin is an independent, autonomous body of believers which strives to clearly declare the whole counsel of God as revealed in Scripture through the person and work of our Lord Jesus Christ. And of course, the end for which we strive is the glory of God. If you live near Franklin, Tennessee, and Franklin is just south of Nashville, maybe 10 minutes, or you are visiting this area, or you have friends and loved ones nearby, we hope you will join us some Lord's Day in worshiping our God and Savior. Please feel free to contact me if you have more questions about Grace Church at Franklin. Our website is gracechurchatfranklin.org. That's gracechurchatfranklin.org. This is Pastor Bill Sasser wishing you all the richest blessings of our sovereign Lord, God, Savior, and King Jesus Christ today and always. Getting a driver's license, running a cash register, flipping burgers, passing sixth grade. Do you know what they all have in common? They all require training, assessments, and certifications. But do you know what requires no training at all? Becoming a parent. My name is A.M. Brewster. I'm the president of Truth Love Parent and host of its award-winning podcast, I've been a biblical family counselor since the early 2000s, and what I've discovered is that the majority of Christian parents have never been biblically equipped to do the work of the ministry in their homes. That's why Truth Love Parent exists. We serve God by equipping dads and moms to be the ambassador parents God called and created them to be. We produce free parenting resources, train church leaders, and offer biblical counseling so that the next generation of dads and moms can use the scriptures to parent their children for life and godliness. Please visit us at truthloveparent.com. at thousands of community centers, high schools, middle schools, juvenile institutions, coffee shops, and local hangouts, Long Island Youth for Christ, staff and volunteers meet with young people who need Jesus. We are rural and urban, and we are always about the message of Jesus. Our mission is to have a noticeable spiritual impact on Long Island, New York, by engaging young people in the lifelong journey of following Christ. Long Island Youth for Christ has been a stalwart bedrock ministry since 1959. 
We have a world-class staff and a proven track record of bringing consistent love and encouragement to youths in need all over the country and around the world. Help honor our history by becoming a part of our future. Volunteer, donate, pray, or all of the above. For details, call Long Island Youth for Christ at 631-385-8333. That's 631-385-8333. Or visit liyfc.org. That's liyfc.org. Sharpens Iron Radio first launched in 2005. The publishers of the New American Standard Bible were among my very first sponsors. It gives me joy knowing that many scholars and pastors in the Iron Sharpens Iron Radio audience have been sticking with or switching to the NASB. I'm Dr. Joseph Piper, President and Professor of Systematic and Homiletical Theology at Greenville Presbyterian Theological Seminary in Taylor, South Carolina. And the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Chuck White at the First Trinity Lutheran Church in Tonawanda, New York, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Anthony Mathenia of Christ Church in Radford, Virginia, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Jesse Miller of Damascus Road Christian Church in Gardnerville, Nevada, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Bruce Bennett of Word of Truth Church in Farmingville, Long Island, New York, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Rodney Brown of Metro Bible Church in South Lake, Texas, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Jim Harrison of Red Mills Baptist Church in Mayapack Falls, New York, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. Here's a great way for your church to help keep Iron Sharpens Iron Radio on the air. Pastors, are your pew Bibles tattered and falling apart? Consider restocking your pews with the NASB. And tell the publishers you heard about them from Chris Arnzen on Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. Go to nasbible.com. That's nasbible.com to place your order. Charles Haddon Spurgeon once said, Give yourself unto reading. The man who never reads will never be read. He who never quotes will never be quoted. He who will not use the thoughts of other men's brains proves that he has no brains of his own. You need to read. Solid Ground Christian Books is a publisher and book distributor who takes these words of the Prince of Preachers to heart. The mission of Solid Ground Christian Books is to bring back treasures of the past to minister to Christians in the present and future, and to publish new titles that address burning issues in the church and the world. Since its beginning in 2001, Solid Ground has been committed to publish God-centered, Christ-exalting books for all ages. We invite you to go treasure hunting at solid-ground-books.com. That's solid-ground-books.com and see what priceless literary gems from the past or present you can unearth from Solid Ground. Solid Ground Christian Books is honored to be a weekly sponsor of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. And don't forget, folks, always make your very first stop for all your gift-giving needs. Solid-ground-books.com. They bring back into print and also publish for the first time 
nothing but the finest in Christian literature dating back to the Protestant Reformation and extending forward to our modern day, including such contemporary authors as Dr. James R. White of Alpha and Omega Ministries. So go to solid-ground-books.com, visit there frequently, purchase generously, always mention that you heard about them from Chris Arnzen of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. Before I return to Scott T. Brown and our discussion of the chief end of man, glorifying God in your body, your family, and your church, we just have a couple of very important announcements to make. If you love this show, folks, and you don't want it to disappear from the airwaves, Go to ironsharpensionradio.com, click support, then click, click to donate now. You could donate instantly with a debit or credit card in that fashion. If you care to advertise with us, no matter what you are desiring to promote, as long as whatever it is is compatible with what we believe here, you don't have to believe identically with me, but you need to be promoting something that is at the very least compatible with our beliefs on Iron Sharp and Zion Radio, then send me an email to chrisarnson at gmail.com. And put advertising in the subject line. And also, folks, uh, I want to remind you that I never want anybody in the audience giving their own church, where they are a member, less money than you are accustomed to giving your church on the Lord's Day in order to give to Iron Trump and Zion Radio. Please never do that. Never cut into the money that you have allotted for your Lord's Day giving to your own church in order to bless us financially. Also, if you're really struggling to survive and make ends meet, Please wait until you are back on your feet financially before you send us a financial gift. The two things that are very clear in the Bible about finances are we are commanded to provide for our church and for our family, and providing for Iron Trump and Zion Radio is obviously not command of God. But if you are financially blessed above and beyond your ability to provide for your church and family, you have extra money in the bank collecting interest, you have extra money for benevolent, recreational, and trivial purposes. Well, please help us by sharing some of that money with us and help us to continue to exist. <clears throat> That's ironsharpensionradio.com. Click support, then click, click to donate now. You can also mail a physical check to a physical mailing address that will appear on your screen when you click when you click support at ironsharpensionradio.com for those of you who prefer snail mail. Also, if you are not a member of a Christ-honoring, biblically solid, theologically sound, uh, really faithful church, I have extensive lists spanning the globe of biblically faithful churches, and I've helped many people in our audience in all parts of the planet Earth find churches, sometimes even within just a couple of minutes from where they live. So if you are in that situation, you are not a member of a biblically faithful home, send me an email to chrisarnson at gmail.com and put I need a church in the subject line. That's also the email address where you can send in a question to Scott T. Brown, uh, president of the Church and Family Life and pastor at Hope Baptist Church in Wake Forest, North Carolina, as we discuss the chief end of man glorifying God in your body, your family, and your church. And we also continue to promote the Chief End of Man Conference and the 2023 G3 National Conference. That's chrisarnson at gmail.com. Before I go to any listener questions, Scott, uh, to continue on the thread of glorifying God with our bodies, would that not also include everything we do with our bodies uh, in regard to the health of our bodies? Uh, not that we are to turn those things into idols, and to be preoccupied with them where they 
where the, the maintenance of our health and fitness becomes more of a preoccupation than uh, studying the scriptures, evangelism, and kind and benevolent acts to others. Uh, but, uh, you know, we should not be disregarding the health of these physical vessels that God has given us. And also, wherever these bodies transport us, where our feet bring us, uh, these are important things to bring glory to God and not be uh, haphazard or lackadaisical about where we are seen in public or even where we think we're hiding in private because God is always seeing where we're going, uh, where we take ourselves, where these bodies transport ourselves. Isn't this a part of glorifying God with our bodies? Absolutely. Earlier you had mentioned uh, the matter of uh, vaccinations and, uh, you know, the things that we do to our bodies are, are so critical. I wrote a I wrote a booklet during COVID called Forced Vaccinations, Thinking Biblically. And uh, there's so many things that need to be considered. First of all, God has given you jurisdiction over your body uh, to, to take care of it. Uh, you know, the, the, the sixth commandment uh, really implies that, that you should take good care of your body. The sixth commandment, uh, you know, that thou shalt not murder. And, you know, the Westminster Larger Catechism says what is required in the sixth commandment. It requires all lawful endeavors to preserve our own life and the life of others. So uh, God has given us jurisdiction over our bodies and where we take them, what we put in them, uh, whether you eat or drink, do all to the glory of God uh, in the body. Uh, It's just what you see with your eyes, what you hear with your ears. Uh, all All of these have to do with life in the body. So it really is critical where your feet go, where your, what your ears are tuned to and where your eyes go. And so it, it has implications uh, for really every part of our life. Oh, we have an anonymous listener who asks a question about our bodies and glorifying God with our bodies. The anonymous listener says, I have been very troubled by the way some of the young women and their daughters are dressing in the congregation where I am a member. Uh, Women are very often walking around with very, very short skirts and other revealing and provocative attire, and I feel apprehensive as a man to approach anyone about it because I don't want them thinking that I am lusting after these women. What do you say about the modern church, and even in theologically conservative congregations, where women are dressing inappropriately? Well, first of all, it's, it's really required of, of pastors uh, to preach the whole counsel of God, which includes matters of modesty and dress. And pastors really should begin with the doctrine of clothing. Why clothing? Uh, God gave clothing to cover shame. Uh, clothing is a symbol of God's covering shame. And so that's why, uh, you know, God, God has given us clothing not to expose ourselves, but rather to, to cover ourselves. Now, this matter of making observations of other uh, women in the church and what, what should you do about it, uh, that's a difficult matter. Uh, you know, my perspective is that if you have a, 
let's just say it's a, a, a daughter of some other family who's dressing immodestly. Uh, that daughter has a father and a mother. That father and mother has jurisdiction over that daughter. Uh, hopefully they're exercising it in a, in a wise way. In the case of our brother who's asking the question, it sounds like it was very unwise uh, counsel that parents, you know, had, are giving their, their daughter. I, it's, I don't, I don't believe it's appropriate for, you know, any man who sees an immodestly dressed woman to go and confront her about her immodesty. There should be a relationship there. There should be, uh, you know, uh, an understanding of, of jurisdiction in that matter. But frankly, when, when pastors actually preach the word of God, on what what clothing means, uh, true believers will will listen and they'll they'll modify modify their dress. And when it comes to an adult woman, and to give her the benefit of the doubt, she may be very naively wearing you know provocative uh, clothing. Right. Uh, right. Wouldn't it be wise for as the Bible even states about older women? having a role of counseling younger women uh, in the church, that someone, especially if they are relatively close to that woman, uh, to approach her personally and privately and say, uh, you know, dear sister, oh, you know I love you, but you should not be wearing that dress. It's too short or the the neckline is too low, et cetera, et cetera. We could go on and on. It's too tight. Um, don't you think that, that women approaching women, and by the way, there are men who dress provocatively too. Uh, there are guys, right, exactly. there are guys who, who love the fact that they're keeping in shape and they're going to the gym every day and they'll wear uh, a shirt that looks like it has been sprayed, spray painted on their body. That's inappropriate too. So it's not just the women that are guilty of this. Oh yes. Let's don't relegate the discussion of modesty to women only. Um, because it's as you as you say, uh, it's a general principle of life. Our clothing really is meant to declare the glory of God, and part of that is covering, you know, covering our shame. But I, I like I like your proposition that uh, the older, wiser, the tightest two women in the church are the ones who can help other women who 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 do not have a jurisdictional authority in their lives to help them understand these things. And do so tactfully and not with self-righteousness either. Right, Uh, right. Because very often, or in fact most often, if not every time, we are critical of another brother or sister. Just as as the parable goes, we've got a log sticking out of our eye and we've got to get that removed first before we start pulling splinters out of the eyes of others. Uh, having said that, that shouldn't paralyze us and keep us from doing our duty to point out sin in a uh, private and gracious manner. But if we happen to have the tables turned on us, we have to be willing to listen. Uh, Yes, you are right. Yes, you are right, brother. I shouldn't be wearing this shirt or these pants or this dress, but you're doing this. (laughs) We, We have to be ready to... They have the gun turned against us and, and respond with graciousness and humility. 
Uh, well, thank you. Thank you very much, Anonymous. I don't know if you are a first-time listener or not, but if you're a first-time questioner, I should say, uh, you have won a free New American Standard Bible, compliments of the publishers of the NASB. So if you want to give us your full name and mailing address, obviously that will not be divulged on the air. Uh, you will receive that a new Bible, compliments of the publishers of the NASB, and compliments of Cumberland Valley Bible Book Service, cvbbs.com, who will ship that out to you at no cost to you or to us. Uh, I don't know if you have anything else you'd like to say before we move on to glorifying God in your family. And obviously, each one of these subheadings uh, could, we, we could do a week worth of program programming on each one of these and not exhaust the important aspects of each of these. But uh, today we're giving an overview uh, of all of these uh, subtitles. And uh, do you have anything more you want to say about the body before we move on to the family? Uh, no, I think, I think that's, I think that's really, really excellent. You know, there is one more thing that has come to mind. Uh, we, on the one hand, we do have authority and jurisdiction over our body, but in marriage, uh, in a first Corinthians seven, we're told that a husband doesn't have authority over his own body and a wife doesn't have authority over her own body as well. And there's this matter of, uh, care and submissiveness and mercy and kindness toward one another in the sexual relationship. Uh, our bodies are not our own. They belong to God. And it's just so important to recognize that our bodies were made for the glory of God, not for our own glory. Amen. Well, uh, glorifying God in our family. Uh, let me uh, just bring up something that uh, is a pet peeve of mine. Uh, we live in a culture where it, where it has become expected of parents to view the worship of God at its regularly and weekly appointed time as something that uh, is expendable, at least not perhaps permanently, but expendable for things like sporting events. Uh, there are children who are on soccer teams and involved with other athletic abilities, uh, activities, I should say, uh, where even parents uh, in good, solid churches are taking those children to participate in those matches, those games, etc. And is that ever appropriate for parents to view that as a more important thing than to be amongst the gathered people of God for worship? Well, there's a there's a beautiful film that was made that touches on this called uh, Chariots of Fire. Oh yeah, Eric, Eric Liddell. Uh, you know, a, a world-class runner would not run on the Lord's Day. The Lord's Day is a, a day of delight. Uh, it's a holy day like no other day. It's not a day for sports. Uh, it's a day to spend delighting yourself in the Lord all day long, not just till noon, all day long. And, of course, uh, you're recognizing this is the 
the view of the of the great historic confessions, the the Baptist Confession of 1689, the Westminster Confession. Uh, that view really needs to be recovered in the church to really exalt this day, this holy day, separate, different from any other day. And it's completely inappropriate uh, for families to take this position that their children can go out and play sports on the Lord's Day. Yeah, it's not even viewed as something that's permissible. It's uh, viewed often in the minds of parents as mandatory because they think that that child's activity in that sport and not losing favor with coaches and so on is more important uh, than uh, going to that uh, gathered time of worship. And at the same time, uh, there is a another anonymous listener who is a woman, and uh, the the woman uh, anonymous listener, the female anonymous listener, says, "I agree with the two of you completely. But what if your husband, who is not a believer, insists on taking your children to these athletic events?" They are to be our superiors in the home, and we cannot fight against them and argue with them, even though we may give passioned appeals to them to do what we believe is right. At the same time, do they not have authority over us in those kinds of decisions? Well, when when an authority causes a disobedience to a command of God, then uh, it's the command of God that that rules the jurisdictional uh, authority. So uh, my my answer would be the same as if a, a husband told his wife that she could not worship God on the Lord's day. Then she ought she really ought to go and worship God on the Lord's day, uh, rather than to defy God. Uh, it would. It would be right to defy her husband uh, and not knowing the details of, of her difficult situation. You know, I would encourage her to just very respectfully, kindly uh, win him without a word. Uh, meaning, not meaning that she can't say anything about it, but uh, not to be nagging him about it, but uh, to to exercise her own duty before the Lord and to pray uh, that God would turn her husband around but in that matter. Well, what if that matter has not yet been turned around? I mean, ultimately, when the wife may be very insistent, even if she's doing it humbly and graciously uh, because of the reason that she believes that God is being dishonored and Christ is being disobeyed and the uh, assembly is being forsaken by the child. Uh, when the, uh, the, there is nothing left to say, uh, does she need to ultimately say, well, I'm not, I'm not going to uh, get him, um, uh, my husband so riled up and angry and furious that it causes other serious problems in the marriage and the family. So until God changes his heart, I'm going to permit him to do this. What, what, what are your thoughts on that? Because it is somewhat, well, it is somewhat different from 
him, the husband, forbidding the wife from attending worship services, then the child, especially if the child is not, is of an age where the child is not even professing any belief. But but anyway, I'm just wondering what your thoughts are because this is a touchy issue since one thing seems to defy the other thing that we believe in the headship of the husband. Right. I I would not encourage her to attempt to forbid her husband uh, to do such a thing, uh, but rather uh, not to participate and and to pray for him and to be kind to him and not punish him for it. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming she's communicated her view clearly, and that's enough. But she doesn't have to participate in it, and but she should be a faithful wife in every other area. Uh, submission is a voluntary thing, and uh, he, uh, he apparently does not want to kind of submit to his wife's conscience on that matter. But neither I don't. Neither is she obligated to submit to his because she has a command of God. Uh, to hold her. And as far as other ways in which the family uh, should be uh, glorifying God, uh, I'm assuming you would include in that family prayer, family worship, family singing praises to the Lord. Uh, what, what, what do you have to say about those things? Yeah, I think uh, the key, the key thing to always remember is do not learn in the ways of the Gentiles. Uh, God, God has, very clearly communicated how families ought to function in terms of in terms of worship, uh, in terms of discipline, and in, in terms of all the the things that are surrounding family life. And so, uh, you know, a family is meant to function like a little church. The family is not a church. Uh, Matthew Henry wrote uh, preached a sermon in 1704 called "The Family at Church." And I, I republished that sermon under the title uh, "Building a God-Centered Family." I, I edited it and, and tried to modernize the language a little bit. I think it's one of the best things ever written on how to have a God-centered family. It's a short—it's a short booklet, short sermon. You can get it at Church and Family Life Bookstore. Uh, but God really has designed uh, the family to function as a gospel preaching, nourishing institution. Uh, it's it's in the family that the children should hear the gospel first. It's in the family that they should uh, be exposed to the whole counsel of God, reading the Bible over and over again uh, during their childhood so that they really understand the mind of God. But God has given this thing called the family where everyone knows one another. There are all different ages uh, all different personalities, and it really is a little bit of a mirror of a of a little church. That's why Matthew Henry called this sermon a, a church in the house. But we distinguish the church and the family; they're not they're not the same institution. They have they have different uh, factors that God has ordained for them to fulfill. And uh, as far as uh, other elements within the household where a family uh, is to uh, 
present itself not only to God as a family that worships, adores, and trusts in him, but even presents itself to the community in which this family lives, not in a boastful way like the Pharisees used to wear their religion on their sleeve, as it were, but uh, how, what kind of counsel, recommendations uh, do you have for families wanting to glorify God uh, and even in a public way where everyone who witnesses them knows they are a family that is comprised of disciples of Jesus Christ? Right. Uh, that's a really wonderful question. Uh, one of the one of the primary ways a family distinguishes itself is by observing the Lord's Day. Uh, it's a it's a very public thing that a family does. And then, of course, you know, God puts families in neighborhoods in cities. But I I would say that a, a family, uh, you, you know, has it has its greatest responsibility. Uh, to make the church of Jesus Christ the central matter in their life. Uh, you know, a family, a family should prioritize a local church above all other activities. And if the family has time to do other things after they have devoted themselves to a local church, then I think that's, that's really a wonderful thing. But uh, today, you know, families do not prioritize the local church as the central spiritual and social matter in in their lives and I, I i really i've spent most of my christian life really encouraging families to make a local church the center of their schedule uh, a, a center of their attention their prayers their resources and to really engage the church in fact i, I wrote a book called the family at church a couple of years ago how parents are tour guides for joy, and I, I wrote that book to try to help families uh, squeeze the greatest amount of good out of of the program of of their local church. And uh, the subtitle of this book is Twenty Days to Transform Your Local Church Experience." And in that book, I uh, try to help families understand how to how to engage their children in an immersive experience in their local church. I want, I want families to find such great enjoyment, such benefit from the instruction, from, uh, uh, the, from the preaching of the gospel, the fellowship, the singing. And so I address all those different kind of things. How do you engage your family in all those things? How do you help your children listen to sermons? You know, how do you help them sing? You know, how do you, how do you help them uh, engage with the prayers that are prayed in a local church and all of that kind of thing. I think, I think it's so critical that families are, first of all, before anything, immersed in local church life. Don't you think it's also important for families to be ministries of mercy in their community, to be known even by their lost neighbors, that they care for them? They care for their, their souls, obviously, but they also care for the physical needs. When they are able to assist families in need, they do actually come through and assist them, that they invite them uh, over for meals and barbecues and Bible studies, but not just Bible studies, 
uh, but other events of celebration and recreation, uh, shouldn't the, the, the neighborhood and the community see something different in that way about that family? Ryan, they ought to be a, a hospitality machine. We look, you know, the neighborhoods, people stay to themselves. They don't even want to answer their doors. But in this day and age, you know, they don't. Yeah, but if you have a, a family that's practicing hospitality, inviting people over, inviting, you know, even block parties, things like that are so wonderful uh, that families can do. Our family put on a, uh, a Memorial Day event in, uh on our property for years, we had, we had 2000 people coming to this thing. It was crazy. Um, but, uh, you know, a family should, uh, take the resources that it has been given and, uh, based on their station in life and their gifts and, 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 and really ought to be engaging the community. Just like you said, I really like the way you said it, Chris. And when we come back from our final break, which will be a lot shorter than the other breaks, we're going to focus on glorifying God in your church relationships, which is uh, all of these sub-themes under the chief end of man are actually uh, sessions of the conference that we have been promoting, the chief end of man conference, which is coming up in May, uh, May 4th through the 6th in Ridgecrest, North Carolina. But uh, there are those of you who have been waiting to have your questions asked and answered. We'll get to as many of you as possible after the break. And if you have not yet sent in your questions, do so immediately because we're rapidly running out of time. Our email address again is chrisarnzen at gmail.com, C-H-R-I-S-A-R-N-Z-E-N at gmail.com. Give us your first name at least, city and state, and country of residence. And only remain anonymous if your question is personal and private. Don't go away. We'll be right back with Scott T. Brown after these messages. James White of Alpha Mega Ministries here. I'm very excited to announce that my longtime friend Chris Arnson of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio and I are heading down to Atlanta, Georgia again for the G3 National Conference. That's Thursday, September 21st through Saturday the 23rd on a theme that I've been preaching, teaching, writing about, and defending in live public debates for most of my life, the sovereignty of God. I'll be joined on the speaking roster by Steve Lawson, Vody Balcom, Paul Washer, Virgil Walker, Scott Annual, and Josh Bice, founder of G3 Ministries. And there's more great news. Chris Arnson of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio can get you a 30% discount off the registration fee. Go to g3min.org, that's g3min.org, and enter promo code G3ISIR. That's G3ISIR for the 30% discount. Chris Arnson and I look forward to seeing you all Thursday, September 21st through Saturday the 23rd for the G3 National Conference in Atlanta, Georgia on the Sovereignty of God. Make sure you stop by the Iron Sharpens Iron radio exhibitor booth and say hi to Chris Arnson while you're there. Go to g3min.org and enter promo code G3ISIR for your 30% discount off the registration fee.
I'm Brian McLaughlin, president of the Securecom Group and an enthusiastic supporter of Chris Arnson's Iron Sharpens Iron radio program. The Securecom Group provides the highest level of security, closed-circuit television, access control, and communication systems for Manhattan's top residential buildings, as well as churches, commercial properties, municipalities, and more. We custom install exactly what you need to protect yourself, including digital recording, off-site viewing, and connectivity from most smart devices. From simple code-activated systems to the latest technology using facial recognition, the SecureCom Group has it. We also provide the latest in intercom and IP telephone systems. In addition, we provide superior networking platforms. We'll create, maintain, and secure your local network. Whether it's a Wi-Fi or hardwire network, we'll implement the latest secured firewall, endpoint solutions, and cloud backup. I would love to have the honor and privilege of helping protect the lives and property of Iron Sharpens Iron radio listeners and their associates. For more details on how the SecureCom Group may be of service to you with the very latest in security innovations, call 718-353-3355. That's 718-353-3355. Or visit securecomgroup.com. That's securecomgroup.com. This is Brian McLaughlin of the SecureCom Group, joining Chris Arnzen's family of advertisers to keep Iron Sharpens Iron Radio on the air. Puritan Reformed is a Bible-believing, kingdom-building, devil-fighting church. We are devoted to upholding the apostolic doctrine and practice preserved in Scripture alone. Puritan Reformed teaches men to rule and lead as image-bearing prophets, priests, and kings. We teach families to worship together as families. Puritan is committed to teaching the whole counsel of God so that the earth will be filled with the knowledge of God as the waters cover the sea. We sing the Psalms, teach the law, proclaim the gospel, make disciples, maintain discipline, and exalt Christ. This is Pastor David Reese of Puritan Reformed in Phoenix, Arizona. Join us in the glorious cause of advancing Christ's crown and covenant over the kings of the earth. Puritan Reformed Church. Believe. Build. Fight. PuritanPHX.com Prince of Preachers, Charles Haddon Spurgeon once said, Growing a beard is a habit most natural, scriptural, manly, and beneficial. Grace and peace to all the Iron Sharpens Iron listeners. This is Tony with TheStandardBeardCare.com. Try TheStandardBeardCare.com is a Christ-exalting, better-known and simple name in beard care. So if you have a beard, know a guy with a beard, or ladies if you're married to a man with a beard, head over to TheStandardBeardCare.com. Check out the vast array of all-natural, handcrafted products to make that beard scriptural, manly, and beneficial. And when you do so, you will help to support Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. When you use the promo code IRON at checkout, you will receive free shipping to anywhere in the lower 48, and 10% of your donations will go back to Chris Arnson and Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. So head over to thestandardbeardcared.com, where the standard is the standard. 
Hi, this is John Sampson, pastor of King's Church in Peoria, Arizona, taking a moment of your day to talk about Chris Arnzen and the Iron Sharpens Iron podcast. I consider Chris a true friend and a man of high integrity. He's a skilled interviewer who's not afraid to ask the big penetrating questions while always defending the key doctrines of the Christian faith. I've always been happy to point people to this podcast knowing it's one of the very few safe places on the internet where folk won't be led astray. I believe this podcast needs to be heard far and wide. This is a day of great spiritual compromise, and yet God has raised Chris up for just such a time. And knowing this, it's up to us as members of the body of Christ to stand with such a ministry in prayer and in finances. I'm pleased to do so, and would like to ask you to prayerfully consider joining me in supporting Iron Sharpens Iron financially. Would you consider sending either a one-time gift or even becoming a regular monthly partner with this ministry? I know it would be a huge encouragement to Chris if you would. All the details can be found at ironsharpensironradio.com where you can click support. That's ironsharpensironradio.com. If you're near retirement or thinking about retiring, you probably have questions. How do you make your savings last? How much should you take out and when? You're ready for retirement, but are your finances? Art Amundsen, an Edward Jones financial advisor, can help you build a strategy to help make sure your finances keep up with your long-term needs. Do what it takes to get there. Now it's time to make the most of retirement. Visit edwardjones.com. That's edwardjones.com. Or call 717-258-4688. 717-258-4688. We here at Iron Sharpens Iron Radio are forever grateful for the generous financial support of Art Amundsen, Edward Jones Financial Advisor in Carlisle, Pennsylvania. Call 717-258-4688 today. Hello, my name is Anthony Uvinio, and I'm one of the pastors at Hope Reform Baptist Church in Quorum, New York, and also the host of the ReformRookie.com website. I want you to know that if you enjoy listening to the Iron Sharpens Iron radio show like I do, you can now find it on the Apple's iTunes app by typing Iron Sharpens Iron radio in the search bar. You no longer have to worry about missing a show or a special guest because you're in your car or still at work. Just subscribe on the iTunes app and listen to the Iron Sharpens Iron radio show at any time, day or night. Please be sure to also give it a good review and pass it along to anyone who would benefit from the teaching and the many solidly reformed guests that Chris Arnson has on the show. Truth is so hard to come by these days, so don't waste your time with fluff or fake news. Subscribe to the Iron Sharpens Iron radio podcast right now. And while you're at it, you can also sign up for the ReformRookie.com podcast and visit our website and the YouTube page. We are dedicated to teaching Christian theology from a Reformed Baptist perspective to beginners in the faith as well as seasoned believers. From Keech's Catechism and the Doctrines of Grace to the Olivet Discourse and the Book of Leviticus, the Reformed Rookie Podcast and YouTube channel is sure to have something to offer everyone seeking biblical truth. And finally, if you're looking to worship in a Reformed church that holds to the 1689 London Baptist Confession of Faith, please join us at Hope Reformed Baptist Church in Quorum, New York. Again, I'm Pastor Anthony Avenio, and thanks for listening. 
When Iron Sharpens Iron Radio first launched in 2005, the publishers of the New American Standard Bible were among my very first sponsors. It gives me joy knowing that many scholars and pastors in the Iron Sharpens Iron Radio audience have been sticking with or switching to the NASB. I'm Dr. Joe Moorcraft, pastor of Heritage Presbyterian Church in Cumming, Georgia, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Anthony Uvino, founder of the ReformRookie.com and co-founder of New York Apologetics, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Tim Bushong of Syracuse Baptist Church in Syracuse, Indiana, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Eli Ayala, founder of Revealed Apologetics and staff member with the Historical Bible Society, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Josh Miller of Grace Bible Fellowship Church in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Joe Bianchi, president of Calvary Press Publishing in Greenville, South Carolina, And the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Jake Korn of Switzerland Community Church in Switzerland, Florida. And the NASB is my Bible of choice. Here's a great way for your church to help keep Iron Sharpens Iron Radio on the air. Pastors, are your pew Bibles tattered and falling apart? Consider restocking your pews with the NASB. And tell the publishers you heard about them from Chris Arnzen on Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. Go to nasbible.com. That's nasbible.com to place your order. I'm Dr. Tony Costa, Professor of Apologetics and Islam at Toronto Baptist Seminary. I'm thrilled to introduce to you a church where I have been invited to speak and have grown to love, Hope Reformed Baptist Church in Coram, Long Island, New York, pastored by Rich Jensen and Christopher McDowell. It's such a joy to witness and experience fellowship with people of God like the dear saints at Hope Reformed Baptist Church in Coram, who have an intensely passionate desire to continue digging deeper and deeper into the unfathomable riches of Christ in His Holy Word, and to enthusiastically proclaim Christ Jesus the King and His doctrines of sovereign grace in Suffolk County, Long Island, and beyond. I hope you also have the privilege of discovering this precious congregation and receive the blessing of being showered by their love, as I have. For more information on Hope Reformed Baptist Church, go to Hope Reformed. Li.net. That's Hope Reformed Li.net. Or call 631 696 5711. That's 631 696 5711. Tell the folks at Hope Reformed Baptist Church of Coram, Long Island, New York, that you heard about them from Tony Costa on Iron Sharpens Iron. Iron Radio praise God for the generous monthly financial support of Royal Diadem Jewelers, educated by and affiliated with the American Gem Society, Jewelers of America, and 
the Gemological Institute of America. For the perfect custom-designed engagement ring or any one-of-a-kind piece of jewelry created exactly according to your imagination and specifications, Royal Diadem Jewelers has you covered. No matter where you live in the world, Royal Diadem will walk you step-by-step through every stage of the process and even hold a high-tech internet virtual visit using state-of-the-art jewelry design technology to serve you. They start by listening carefully to determine your needs. They're interested in making what you want, not what they want to sell you. From rough design to digital model, to photorealistic image, to wax prototype model, to the finished product, they are continually listening to your input, likes and dislikes, making any changes necessary along the way. This will ensure that your custom jewellery will turn out exactly as you dreamed and well beyond your expectations. Visit royaldiadem.com. That's royaldiadem.com today. Sterling Vanderwerker, owner of Royal Diadem Jewellers, his wife Bronnie, his business partner and manager Brian Wilson, and the entire family thank you all for listening to, praying for, and supporting the work of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. And don't forget, folks, RoyalDiadem.com is still offering Iron Sharpens Iron Radio this amazing deal. They are giving us 100% of the profits from any sale of a piece of jewelry valued at $100 or more from the inventory of RoyalDiadem.com or from your custom design jewelry purchase, whether it's an engagement ring, whether it's turning your church logo, your parachurch ministry logo, your denomination logo, your seminary logo into a piece of jewelry or anything else that your imagination and creativity can conjure up, they will turn what's in your head into a phenomenal, mind-blowing, breathtaking piece of jewelry, and we will get all of the profits, 100% of the profits, if you mention Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. So please go to royaldiadem.com, royaldiadem.com, if you intend to purchase jewelry in the near future for yourself or for those you love, and you can help benefit Iron Sharpens Iron Radio at the same time. That's royaldiadem.com. We are now back with our guest, Scott T. Brown. We have been discussing the chief end of man, glorifying God in your body, your family, and now we are entering into glorifying God in your church relationships. Uh, give us uh, some of the most uh, most vital aspects of this that you believe to be uh, commands, basically, for uh, you and the members, your fellow members of each church. Well, at our conference, uh, the chief end of man, I've assigned this uh, subject, this task to Jeffrey Johnson. Uh, Jeffrey, I, I love uh, Jeffrey's preaching on local church life. He's he's so helpful to me, and I know to, to many others. So I don't know exactly how he's going to approach this question of glorifying God in your relationships in church, but at the same time. The Bible is full of relational commands uh, for the church. And when you read them, it's hard. It's hard not to just instantly come to the conclusion. What a wonderful culture. What a wonderful culture God wants to build in his church. It's a culture of love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and self-control. It's a culture of 
uh, the one another's. There are over 50 in, in the New Testament, one another's. Love one another, be patient with one another, be kind to one another, speak to one another. So the, there's there's no corporate culture or uh, political culture that can beat the culture of the of the the body of Christ. God has issued such wonderful commands for His people to that they would love one another and care for one another and give to one another and all these remarkable things. There's, there's just nothing like the culture of a local church in terms of the relational fabric. And what uh, are things that you believe need to be overcome in the church in order to most glorify God? There are all kinds of horrible things that go on in churches, unfortunately. Even some of the best of churches, the most theologically faithful of churches, you have cliquishness, you have people who only share fellowship with the same people all the time because they are the people where they feel most connected, they feel they will receive the greatest benefit from associating with this certain group. Uh, aren't there, you know, there are all kinds of things, the lack of forgiveness, the holding on to resentment, uh, all of these kinds of things that pollute the church uh, and even are committed by those Christians that in many other ways or most other ways are model examples of Christianity. I mean, we're all sinners, and and very often these are the sins that that are seemingly inseparably attached to us. Can you have any counsel on this? The first thing that comes to mind, Chris, uh, among many things, but one of the great maladies I think exists in local churches today is uh, to misunderstand the relational depth that that God has actually designed in his church. And so what you have today are churches where People think of their local church as the place they go for two hours and then, and then they disappear and they, they don't, they don't uh, have relationships with one another. Uh, the one another's aren't really being practiced. They view the church as a preaching station and entertainment uh, operation where they come uh, to be to be ministered to, uh, they come to get something out of it. Uh, I remember um, some time ago, uh, a person was telling me why they no longer come to our our weekly prayer meeting, and they said, "Well, I just don't get anything out of it." And I, I said, "Well, that, I, you know, that's a very individualistic view of Christianity." You know, Jesus taught his disciples to pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's not an individualistic that, you know, we gather to pray to bring heaven down. You know, we gather to pray not just so that we get something out of it, but that God, that we, we pray for the glory of God to spread, you know, across the earth. Um, but I think that the individualism, the individualistic tendency in American Christians is really harmful to the relational fabric that God has designed in the church. And we are out of time, brother. And if you want folks more information, 
uh, about the Chief End of Man Conference, May 4th through the 6th. Go to churchandfamilylife.com, churchandfamilylife.com, and click on events. So I want to thank you, Pastor Scott, for doing such a remarkable job today. I look forward to your return to the program. I want to thank everybody who listened, and I want you all to always remember for the rest of your lives that Jesus Christ is a far greater Savior than you are a sinner. Mm. Amen.